the keeper. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. This is episode 231. And Aaron Judge hits home run number 61 on September 28th, 2022. Roger Maris Jr. was in attendance. He do you think he's gonna go to the next? Yeah, obviously he's gonna keep going, right? Or yeah, or was this it for him? No, he's gone. Got it, right? He's gone to like eight in a row, so you might as well just keep going, right? Just at this point. Um, but yeah, obviously gonna talk about the uh, Judge 61, the call. Roger Maris Jr.'s comments on it, whether it's the real home run or no, record or not. I know we talked about that before. Glitch in the division, Cole's meltdown, all that. Before we get into that, how are we doing, fellas? Damon's drinking a lover boy over there. Hell yeah. Hell this yeah, guy, uh, <clears throat> Got a shipyard pumpkin head. It's the time of the season. I'm about to get one of those myself. Yes, sir. So I guess we start here. Um, before we get into the <laughs> judge uh, conversation... We did post the um, the playoff predictions by round, round by round, all the matchups. And unfortunately, if you listen to the episode, we had the Astros winning it all. We just went through round by round, and we all voted. And uh, the majority who voted on that, who if it was two to one, we moved on the team that got two votes. Um, we only had three people on that episode. I think Damon was missing, but, um, yeah. unfortunately, yes, the Astros, we had winning it all just because they they are a good team. And that didn't mean that we thought that the Yankees can't win it. And we hope that we are wrong. And we said that, but in hindsight, that was a very bad thing to post on, <laughs> on a Yankees fan page slash podcast, uh, page, because we do, it was the day after we, we, we just clinched the division and, uh, in hindsight, no need to put that negative energy out in the world, but, uh, nonetheless, I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but that's that's what hap- that what's what we think is going to happen. This team does have a, a good amount of holes, albeit they, they are playing much better as of late, and they're beating good teams. The Blue Jays had everything to play for, and we played them very well in their house, according to uh, Vladdy Jr. But, um, yeah, lot, lots of fun things to talk about, but just want to get that uh, elephant out of the out of the way, so to speak, because I know most of you are probably listening to, to just think that we're not Yankees fans anymore because we picked that, but that we, in hindsight, we probably should have left that out and just left it to the podcast because everybody who listened to the podcast got it too. So, and if you don't, I don't care, but Aaron judge 61 immediate thoughts before, or should I start with playing the call and we could talk about the call, play the call, play the play call. The call. I'll set the scene for everybody. Yeah. Set the scene in Canada. Three, two, Joe deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number 61. He's been chasing history, and now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs, the most anybody has ever hit in a single season in American League history. So I like the way he kind of said most home runs hit by anyone in major league history in America. He, he like paused and then he said yeah. in American league history. So I think without even asking him, we know how he feels about the next question, which is, we'll, and we'll, we'll get into that conversation in a second, but just opening thoughts. I did hear that the call and you know, it's interesting because when you have this long to think about the call, which he has had and uh, 
you know, we were talking about him. Well, hopefully it wasn't on like, you know, Apple TV and all that whole debacle. He ended up having to get the call. And he said about the last one about Jeter 3000s, he had a dream, right, Murph? Yeah, uh, it popped into his head in a dream, the uh, 3000 with an exclamation point. He dreamt History that with an exclamation Jeter's, point. Or history with an exclamation point. He dreamt that uh, Jeter's 3000th hit would be a home run. And then in his head, he made the call um, with an exclamation mm. point. And then when it happened, he, he didn't think about it before. And then once it happened, he it just came to him. like. And then he, in hindsight, was like, wow, that's really weird. So I, I, I mean, I think it was really good. So rate it out of 10, go gun to your head. Obviously this isn't the hopefully will be a record breaking one. So maybe there's a different call ready up his sleeve for that. But I honestly think he's just, he's the one qualm he's just doing it off the cuff. It. He's definitely doing it off the cuff. I think that the American league thing was premeditated. Mm-hmm. Like I think that he was planning yeah. on doing that, which was a great angle to take because it makes it as exciting as you can. And it's true. And you don't, he's purposely not commenting on the steroid era, but he's making it the most in American league history. The one thing was he said, he, he said he was chasing history and he made it, but he tied it. So like, well, it's still history. His his name will, his name will be in the history books as, Oh, I know. I agree. So this is still history nonetheless, but he isn't solely owned. That would have been better. The point was, it would have been better if he said he makes it when he broke it, obviously, nitpicking and yeah. he was doing it off the cuff which he should and it was a great call and we're gonna be listening to that for a long time and we're gonna be loving it yeah so like yeah it's it's it it, it wasn't a jeter 3001 because that one was just perfect in my eyes like but again it's, it's like, not the record breaking one so it, it might it's, be yeah it's not the record breaking one i give it an eight eight two yeah i, I think that's right in the eight ballpark two. yeah i'll give it an I eight mean, two. It, yeah it, there was there was room for it to be better it's it yeah we'll remember it for the moment not Let's play it one more time. Really, just for the call. <laughs> play it one more time, just to just ring it in. One listen. One listen. Everybody knows the rules. One listen. Throw deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number sixty-one. He's been chasing history, and now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with sixty-one home runs, the most anybody has ever hit in a single season in American League history. I think the you know what I oh, I like ahead. it. I like they did that. You know what I will say though? I think he could have added more. Like the 61 years ago, like Well, they probably got into that conversation kind of... after and been like I know, but I'm saying yeah, like, like here's the thing if, if he was, was going to say that like that's what it would have been. If he was going to say that, that would have been him overthinking it before yeah. like try like trying to fit it in sort of I think. Yeah, I guess. When he I said the, the best part of that whole call is this could be it. See ya. Cuz it, it worked in his see ya. And yeah. the, this could be, I mean, off the bat, I didn't know. I There was that one fly I, I ball that bubble. got caught at the warning track, uh, I think it was against Boston, like dead center. I thought that was out. I thought it was out by 30 feet. thought it was gone. This one, I wasn't sure. I, like the angle that it came off, like, you know, low launch angle, it looked like it could have banged off the wall. Like, obviously, it was an extra base hit, but I didn't know off the bat that that was a home run. So I think that his, like, this could be it was really yeah. pretty cool. Did I you think this was one was like, gone for sure? The wall. I did not think that was gone for sure. No. Obviously, it, it went you know deep and it had a what was it one seventeen off the bat, but like the it, it didn't. It was a line drive. It wasn't like a towering shot. No, it was Some a rocket. It was one seventeen, but it definitely could have just a fly ball dented at the, the wall. Track would have yeah. looked like more of a home run than that did. Definitely, yeah, like the one in Boston that I was talking. About. Yeah. So, do you think that 
you know, Judge finally got the monkey off his back and he'll hit the next one like soon after? Or because I feel like there was a lot of pressure on that one, especially being on the road. Um, obviously, like, and then I feel like the pressure built and built and built as more games there went on without a home run. He had seven in between his last home run. It's the longest he's had all season. No, the longest he's had all season was like nine. Um, whatever it was. But like the more games that passed by, I felt like it got harder on him because the more games that went by, you could tell the more people were tuning in. They were doing the cut in broadcasts. And Michael K always said, every time he came on, it's like, if you're just joining us, that's because they were cutting in. We'd had that conversation last they're, time, but they're also changing the balls. Like they're changing the I balls. Don't love, I don't like that. Like market. Sure. But they're using entirely different baseballs. And the one thing I'm confused well, about Gosman is if he fouls on one off, like, I mean, maybe there are certain numbers and the number matches up or whatever it may be, but you there can is, do yeah. that without, not that they're altering the baseball. That's I think that's, that's what Gosman was thing. alluding to. I Did you see yeah, the Gosman no, comment? No, it was. It was. And I don't think that they were juicing him because, I mean, I hope it didn't not. seem like it. Like that one against Boston, if that was juiced, probably would have gone out. That got caught on the warning track. But like, I don't know. There was something weird about that that I just didn't really like. I didn't love it either. I don't know. It, it... Talking about if they're juiced or not, every ball that Judge hits gets out by – with the exception yeah, of the I'm last not... one, they'll get out regardless. So I don't think ju I mean, juicing one, really helps. Was... It's not risk-reward here. And also, the MLB doesn't necessarily have a like a horse in this race. Like if They ha they don't need Judge to break the record. Like They're still getting the views as he's trying no, to do. break the record. Like it, that, I don't they think they necessarily do. You know how good it is for the game? It's not like Roger Maris for, isn't a, uh, a, a person in the no. MLB also. That's I don't a, know. Of all of the things, the records that you can beat in Major League Baseball, the home run records is the one. bring the most people in. People yeah. that don't care about – Kelly's mom doesn't care about baseball at all. She watched – she was tuned in for – I don't know if she was watching last night, but, like, she's been watching a couple of Yankees games. Like, so many people that passively care about baseball are tuning in to see if he'll break it, and especially yeah. a season – the single season thing like this, and especially that it's a home run and that it's a Yankee and that it's the, I would call him the face of baseball. We can have that conversation another time, but he definitely, that, I don't right think now. that's a conversation. I, think I don't think it's close. We've had this that season. before. Certainly this season is, is so yep. the values there. And then they, they, whether they want to prolong it so that they can keep getting the viewership or whether they want them to break it so that they can market it that way. I don't know. And I don't think they're really changing the baseballs for that, but they have a horse in the race. For sure. Yeah, no, I, I could see it. I, I just don't think they would do it because, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't think most people would do the cheating things that they did. I mean, the Astros cheating, I mean, in hindsight. I, I just don't want there to be an uh, investigation that comes out two years down the line and it's like, oh, the record was an, another reason to tarnish a record and make it well, illegitimate, which is what all the rest of the records are, and that's a conversation we're going to have soon. But I'm you just... wanna You want to talk about whether it's the real record or not? I'm not going to talk about that right now, but... Every other single-season home run record, including Maris, has an asterisk next to it. Right, except and that's that going back to Babe Ruth because it was the steroid era, and then Maris hit it in Game One Sixty Three. So, yeah, even the, the movie, the movie the title has a, has an asterisk on the movie title exactly. Sixty One, and and outside of that, Murph, I guess we could get into that conversation. But before I play Roger Maris Jr.'s comments, we I didn't even well, know about this in in the eighties, like. And that's it's the slippery slope that you're going to go down. You know the whole Greenies thing in, in the 80s? Do you know about that, Merv? The Greenies thing? With, like the amphetamines that they mix into their coffee, which happened. It was like oh, a, whole, yeah, a whole problem sure, from sure. the 80s and like the Willie Mays times to Tony Gwynn openly spoke things. about it in 2003. I know, among other things. But like 
if you're going to wipe away the records of the steroid guys, then you're going to have to wipe away another 30 years plus of people using greenies because that was amphetamines and that helps you do everything as well. So, And then, and then what are you going to take away the spitball records before that for pitching? Like you can't go ahead and you're erasing and all the history of baseball. Yeah. But what they would be doing, and if they juiced even the balls that once they started marking them, the balls haven't been juiced this year. Nobody's even close to judge unless it comes out that he's taking steroids. If Major League Baseball is altering those balls, obviously Judge isn't signing off on that, and that would tarnish everything. Like, that would be so bad. And it's just disrespectful to Judge, honestly, to because judge. he's yeah, not because in he, it. He's not in, like, he the Houston Astros yeah. cheating ring. It's not – everybody signed off on it. It would be like – because his balls, like we said, are going to get out anyway. So if it does come out that they were doing that, that is – it's so bad. For, you know what would be him. cool is if it came out and it said that they were using also to prolong the race and he still did it anyway. That would be cool to keep the That'd viewership going for if, more, if more nights. If it was going to be anything. Yeah. All right. Let me play the comments from uh, Mr. Roger Maris Jr. That's what needs to happen. I think baseball needs to look at the records and I think baseball should do something. I think it means a lot, and it's not just for me. I think it means a lot for a lot of people, you know, that uh, he's clean, he's a Yankee, he plays the game the right way, and, uh, you know, I think it gives people a chance to look at somebody who, uh, you know, should be revered for hitting 62 home runs and not just as a, a guy who did it in the American League. He should be revered for, you know, being the actual single-season home run champ. I mean, that's really who he is if he hits 62, and uh, and I think that's what needs to happen. I think baseball needs to look at the records, and I think baseball should do something. Now, first first reaction to that, I can completely understand where he's coming from because he's he's got, we were talking about horses in this race. His dad had the old record, so obviously he's going to be on the side of this because that's, he's basically saying that currently his dad has the all-time record as well. So more honor to the family type thing. So he's not going to be like, yeah, of course it's Barry Bonds record. That's, this is going to be the way he's going to react. And he was asked a question and he answered. So there's nothing, whatever side you're on, there's no fault of him. Like for thinking that his dad also has the record, which he might be right. We'll have that conversation right now, but uh, I know we've talked about this a bunch, so I don't want to harp on this too, too long because there are other things to talk about, but the one thing that we kind of alluded to before playing that is the fact that there are other, we'd have to strike all the records from the books. And that's just, and, and you know, I, I'm open to the conversation of saying that this is the the record. Like I'll hear people out. And at some parts of this argument, I'm on the side of this is the record because, you know, he didn't cheat. He is doing it clean. It is. It, and, and I think the argument starts and ends with the fact that we don't have to look at it as, one's a better record or one's one one is the record or one isn't i think we could just go back to what i was saying last episode with what i was saying about how impressive this season is offensively and say that i think we can all just agree that this is the most impressive home run season of all time bonds included all that included because of what he's doing and how he's doing it and like we mentioned you know he has a, a 20 home run lead over everybody else in the league he's doing it at a time where it's dead offense he's slugging i think the number what was that number that i mentioned before 75% better than an average player he's like in in the american league it's like the amount of pitchers he faced he obviously isn't taking steroids or greenies like i mentioned before um i mean just the amount of pitchers got, how, how far pitchers are going into games what was that 
He's got three more war than anybody else. Three more war than everybody else. The amount the amount of pitchers that he's faced. He, he's never faced a guy. Imagine he faced... I know we've already talked about that article and we've dissected it, but I want to bring that back up because, I mean, the amount of pit, pitchers don't go deep into games. Like, imagine Judge faced a starting pitcher three times in one game. He, he probably has never done that. <laughs> or uh, the number was very small. I know. The number was extremely small. I remember we talked about it, but... I mean, I just think it's it's crazy, and it's a, a time, like I said, where pitchers seem to have an advantage. Um, it's just, I think, without we'll get into whether or not it's the record or not, but regardless of the way you think on that, it, this is more impressive in my mind than Bonds doing it because, or like Sosa doing it, or McGuire doing it, because like I said, and I think this ends it too, is that Sosa had 60 home runs three times, and I've said this before, it's just the craziest thing, and he's never led the league once. That's just a tale of the time, and Schwarber has 40 home runs, and Judge has 61, and who knows where he'll end. But it, it was It's definitely the most impressive home run season. It will go down as one of, if not the best, offensive seasons we've ever seen. Um, however, like in terms of like the overall record, like listen, there's there's been – there's every since baseball's been around, there's been some obstacle in every single era of baseball. Like no, no matter what, and then where where do you draw the line? We we're just talking about that. Where do you say a record counts or doesn't count? And like, I, I'm not here to say that the steroid error doesn't count because I think it does. Um, but with that being said, yeah, I think the the season Judge is having is way more impressive. And that 60, it's it's the fact that Sosa had that 60 home runs three times. The fact that. When Bonds hit 73, there are still people who had 60 home runs. And the fact that Judge has 61 the next highest is short, where it was 20 behind. Like that, that to me just is the highlight headline of why this season is so much better than anybody else's. And he might win a triple uh, crown on top of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, he might fuck around and win a triple crown. Like that, it, it's, it's unreal what we're seeing right now. Um, however, in terms of like records, I just, I think there's no right answer to where you draw the line. Um, and I think there's going to be different opinions everywhere. And it's not like the steroid era was an easy time to hit a baseball. Like, yeah, pitchers were taking them too. Pitchers were, pitchers were taking them too. It was a totally <laughs> different time. Like you were facing guys who were taking steroids. So they they were taking steroids. Like it wasn't regulated. And then, so like if it wasn't regulated, then how do you call it cheating? Like all this stuff. Like people are out there. Like if you're not going to induct them into the Hall of Fame, which I know people didn't. Like, I don't know. There's so many gray areas about what's allowed, what's not allowed, what's the record, what's not the record, who goes in the Hall of Fame, who doesn't, like who gets credit for this and that. There's just, there's so many different opinions and there's no right answer. And so, you know, maybe that record's never, never going to be broken and it, it probably won't, but it's that record for a reason. I mean, you know, Bond, no. who's, who's, who's the second highest during that season when, when Bond's hit 70? During that so, season? So. Sosa was. Sosa was what? I think McGuire Ma has the second most. Sosa all time, lost the but... three. I think McGuire led the league once when Sosa came in second, and then Bonds led twice when Sosa came in second. I believe. I'll look it up. But either way, like I'm completely okay with them leaving the like. The, I don't think they should take down Bonds, McGuire, Sosa's no. home run records because obviously, like we mentioned, it open opens up a can of worms for rewriting the record books, and it was a part of baseball that should be shouldn't be just written off whatever but but dude also just everyone like the, has the, that in mind nobody thinks yeah. that yeah. everybody knows that it was steroid ridden and whether also, that's a dude, real like, asterisk or a theoretical asterisk like everyone knows that judge 
did it clean, as far as we know. And <laughs> then and and I feel like that's Allegedly. taken into the proper account. And I'm yeah, okay and, with it. And also I'm fine yeah. with it. I, I it's cool it, that they were all in the NL though. So yeah, we can say it's exactly. I think that's a fun little like step to it, but you have to wipe away. If you were to t- say that judge has the record, you have to wipe away these records. I mean, remember before they had separate records for new, when new rules are in put in place and new teams are in like expansion areas. Like they had a time where they had records that were just completely separate. And like, the shorter season records versus the the 162 game season records there was and then an 163 the record until the 90s because it wasn't wasn't 154 right. games they finally recognized it all as just records in general which i i mean i, I get it i get why you wouldn't recognize his the same as theirs because he did it in longer time but like at a certain point you can't have these different levels to records like this person did a record when the grass was cut three inches shorter like that it's very specific here and it's it's better to be having one unison and and every baseball player, every not baseball player, every baseball fan is going to think of it a different way. Everybody's going to be like, have their own opinion. I think that's honestly, I think that's a fun part of, of baseball history is that you could tell the story yeah. of like, yeah, I, you know, like it's not a simple question. It's not a simple answer. It's like, if your son asks you like, who has the most home runs? Like, you know, it is bonds, but, and then it gets into a whole yeah. story of like, there was this whole thing called the steroid era and it saved the game because it was after a strike and this and that. And like, that's part of the fun stuff about baseball. And I'm kind of getting chills it's talking about it. It's, it's yeah. Part of history. And you how can you not be romantic about baseball? Yeah. And, I, you can't take it away is my point. And I, I think it's, it's for the better that there is this conversation than if it was just a clear cut. Yeah. It's judge or yeah, it's bonds, et cetera. But also dude, look, just look at how fucking dominant, Barry Bonds was during that time. He got walked like, 130 times that year. Uh, Intentionally. I, like, I think it was 170. Was it? He had, he had 173 walks in general, not No, I'm pretty sure 130 of those were intentional. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I, I could be very wrong. I'll look it up. I, no, I think, you, I think you might be right. He's a seven-time MVP, a 14-time All-Star, and a 12-time Silver Slugger. Like... <laughs> What like you even if like the entire league is taking steroids and you're the best at doing that, then you can't just take that stat away. No, listen, there are different uh, baseball more than any other sport is defined by different errors. Yeah. And yeah, in, if you take away certain records and you're gonna have to pull all of them, and there what you get right. is when you have records that last over a basically a different game than say a hundred years ago, you're going to have records that are untouchable. Cy Young had like 780 something complete games. Complete no games, one's going to sniff that. What is Fine. that? No one's like, going to touch that. that. Yeah. What do you like, say? That record is not real because now we have signs that's unhealthy for you. Yeah, exactly. Should that not be the complete game record? What is there going to be like a post? There's no way to define yeah. that. So leave. it's the record. No one's going to touch it. Or, record? or the Iron Man record, like the Cal Ripken thing, or like, just yeah. like, yeah. is that, because it's not healthy to do that. Like, it doesn't happen anymore. And also, the I had this conversation with Andrew Rotundi from Bronx Pinstripes today at work, actually, because I work with him. But um, we were just starting off a meeting just talking about this and doing exactly what, because they just recorded their podcast. Um, but he was like, his stance is very for the, keeping the steroid era there. And I was playing devil's advocate. But he was like, it's going to get to a point where if you start stripping records, you also have to start stripping titles for those eras too. And you, you can't just like pick and choose now. Cause now you have, you literally have to take away everything. And I never, I know everybody was in on taking away the Astros title because that was, 
inherently just cheating to get wins, not like specifically individual accolades or whatever. And it was the whole team. And you can't really, you don't know who did the steroids. That's you don't know who did thing. all that. And I know it's a different you, thing. But were, I'm just saying, you, you, you can't, if you do take away records, then you're kind of just eliminating that part of baseball from the from the history books. And you, can't you have to history. remove, yeah, then you're removing like, oh, who won, like, it's, again, thing. Like if your, your kid asks you, oh, who won the World Series in, in 1998? It's like, ah, no one. <laughs> like it's, it's, <laughs> it's somebody won. And it just, I think the records somebody count, the but I think it's, it's, it's fun when you have the conversation, but it's a good part about, about baseball, man. Um, with that being said, judge has 61. I I kind of wanted to get to this question, but, um, now that that monkey's off his back, do you think he, he does it soon after? Or do you think he, cause there's, there's, again, there's a world where I do think there's a huge sigh of relief because, you know, he, he will at the very least be in the history books. Cause if he didn't get this one, like then he just all of this is for nothing. And that's the the pressure I think is that like, you know, Stanton had 59, nobody fucking cares. So like that's, yeah. he's at least eclipsed 60 and now tied the record. Um, so I, I don't think know. that do you think he's going to do it soon. I do because you watched how it was kind of weighing on him a little bit. And even within that at bat, I mean, they were talking about it on the broadcast. I'm sure everybody saw, but, he was fighting off in yet another three, two count. And what they pointed out was he stepped out of the box, took a lap kind of around the catcher and umpire and like, just kind of cleared his head next pitch. That's when he hit his home yeah. run. And I think that that's sort of symbolic. Count for, too. Huh? Yeah. Like so like, he, I think he, he felt, yeah, he fouled off three, two and like, you could just tell, like he, he just needed a second to recoup and he did. And they pointed it out before the pitch. It's like, judge doesn't normally do this. He's taking a second, getting back in the box, whatever. And then literally the next pitch, it goes out. And I think that that's kind of symbolic of what it is in general is that, all right, it's off his back. He has a second, he's off day to day to kind of let it sink in, recoup, go back. And I think he's going to do it maybe not tomorrow, but in the Orioles series. So Yeah. The other thing too I noticed, and I think uh, Kay said this as well, uh, when he was rounding first base, like he – he had like some emotion. He was like, fuck yeah. Like running third base, running first base. Sorry. And you really don't see that too often that judge. So like, you could tell, like he was like, obviously excited about it. Who wouldn't be excited about breaking a home run record. But it, it was a very unlike judge thing to do. Like not keeping his composure. You could see the emotion on his face. You could see that it was a big psych ugh, weight off his shoulders. Yep. Like he, he needed that. And um, yeah, I think that now that, that that's over, I think this, this home run was harder than the next one. I and even before, I think so too. Yeah, I he think he'll the next one probably on like Saturday. I mean, he he's a rock, and not nobody else can really handle that kind of pressure like he does, and he yeah. has. And you could even tell, I feel like within the last you know a couple of games and a couple of at bats that like it was kind of weighing on him. It's like all right, and you know he seemed I I don't know if it frustrated is the right word, but you know like he he was red like it was enough time had passed where like he was like all right like it needs to happen yeah. like I mean I you could like... you don't really see that out of him. And yeah, I don't know if it was frustrated because like he was still hitting doubles and singles, like he was still putting good war on the ball. But right. you could you could tell like all right, he's getting under a few pitches, like a few pitches he should have uh, driven the other way and just got under it a little bit. Yeah. So <clears throat> well, he's in a uh, weird spot. Though. Can we talk like about that. cones like the chicken noise he made after yeah. he walked the first? Oh, I did yeah. a double take. I was like, what was that? I didn't even. I thought it was. I couldn't K, even tell if it came out of the box. I thought the mic might have picked something up or and it was yeah, coney. Good for it. What a legend. Yeah, that, I thought that was funny. That was uh, funny. Some people didn't like it because it's like, uh, be, it, honestly, 
and I will I will take this side is that you know the Blue Jays specifically have a, a, they had everything to play for, so I I don't disagree with them try not trying to throw to him. It had it, but the and what I the when I was booing against the Pirates that in a game where they're down eleven runs already, then yeah, fucking pitch to him, and then I'll balk 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 well, like a chicken. But it, it's one thing if you walk him with a man on second and first base is open, but he was leading off like yeah. No, you're right. And and one thing I wanted to say back to um, the pressure thing, I think the pressure was building back up as well with Judge because of that fact that he's not getting pitches. So it's like. It's coming to a point. It's a double thing here too, because he's also trying to win a, the triple crown. He's not. You can't tell me that he's not. He absolutely is. He's trying to w- get wins for his team, and we were in a time where we needed wins. So he's not trying to expand his zone. I know we we're having that conversation about, and he he totally was not. And you could see that obviously he walked he ten got, times in three games. That pitch he got punched out on. That was low, and that was the. He was taking close pitches. He was taking awesome pitches, like very he never good took, at bats. Never, never used to take those that was the biggest difference between his previous years and this year's especially in terms of batting average and non-base is that he's laying off low change-ups yeah two strike counts and they were still trying to throw it to him and even with all this you already clinched the division you could see him just they i think they said it when do you start just free swinging trying to go for it not trying to work a walk you've clinched he didn't he took the same approach that he has all year and it worked out do you think he eventually would have expanded his zone? I, I think he would have. No. Like, if there was three games left, I think he would start to expand. I his think zone. anybody three games else left. Would, I don't think, no, because think about the it. division is clinched already. Swinging, if you change your approach, yeah, right that was what O'Neill was saying. No way. He's that was what Paul O'Neill was saying. No, you're right, and that's that's like the uh, the argument that people say not to do the home run derby, but to a way bigger degree because it's the day before the playoffs will start, and also like you're changing a very big part about your swing and the whole. The whole reason why he's leading the triple crown right now is because he has that eye, and, and that's the best part. That's why he's having such a good season. That's why he has so many home runs. It all it all bleeds into the same thing. But I don't know. I, I think when you're that close to history, I think we. I'm glad we don't have to find out. But yeah, everybody, I think a lot of other people would, but not Judge. I think he eventually. I think he would have. I think regardless of what he would have done, he would have thought about it, and I think that would make him frustrated and do worse because of it because you have that complex do i do i expand a little bit and you have that internal fight within an at bat which is also an internal fight like at the major league level it's like it's not easy what he's doing is making it look easy and it's just it's crazy to me but i did get a little nervous i'm not gonna lie when he kept getting walked because that that you don't know how many opportunities you're gonna get for him and he doesn't want to expand the zone so like he's getting he he was getting like one or two pitches a game that he could take deep, and if he misses it, then it's like, okay, there was my shot. And, and he missed a couple. He did. Yeah. Whether it would have been, you know, a first pitch fastball. Like, I mean, he was attacking. Like, he was aggressive, definitely. But, like, you know, there were a few pitches where that he fouled off or you, where you're like, oh, that was the pitch. But Yeah, and, and honestly, like, I, I really thought. 150 home runs if you hit them all. Yeah, I thought right after – uh, the very next at bat, he got another one. He crushed that one. Like you could tell already, the next at bat that it was it was a ground ball to shortstop, but it was a rocket. Like he already is probably honestly getting better pitches. I think. I think people. I don't know. I don't know if that's. I think people are still probably not going to pitch to him, but I think it, I think the weight off his shoulders is going to do it very soon. One other cool thing that I want to bring up is the reaction from uh, Roger Maris Jr. and his mom, and they sat next to each other for the whole Toronto series at least before. They were sitting separately at Yankee Stadium uh, with their families, but um, they were the only that two that sick. seemingly traveled to this game in uh, the road trip. And 
I thought it was very cool. I thought it was very cool to see the reaction out of Maris Jr., his mom. Because you saw it when when Judge started to get walked a bunch, it always kept panning to his mom. His mom wasn't happy. Like he or like, he's still doing good things for the team. He's still scoring. He's getting on base. All that, and she's there for the record. Obviously, she's not there. To, like she's having fun watching her kid play. But like everybody's there yeah. for the record. So, um, she got the ball. She did get the ball. I thought that was very she sweet too. Um, sweet. So I actually do want to talk about that too. So that I just wanted to bring up the reaction because I thought that was really really cool. But. Uh, so she ended up getting the ball, <laughs> but more the the biggest story here is that that guy did not get the ball. The the guy who tried to catch it, I mean, he, had a, he had a glove. Play. It's not tough a tough. Play. I mean, I know it's a tough That's play. That's a tough Dude, play. Tough play. It would, but you know th- how many do you times think he you would have caught that? Living through, that? I would have caught it for sure. I would have caught it 100. percent Well, that damn it, you would you would have beat Stanton in a race. So obviously you'd catch that. I would have beat Stanton in a in a race and then then caught that ball immediately after. So you know, anytime <laughs> you go to a game and you're sitting anywhere where a foul ball or a home run could possibly land, you're already strategizing about how you're going to elbow the kid next to you and reach over with one hand and grab it. Like you're you're plotting how you're going to catch the ball. Yeah, and that guy no, was probably thinking in his head all game about how if it comes to him, he he's gonna reach over and grab it, and he probably was playing it through tons of times right before the home run, and then after, oh my god! Yeah, I'll I tell you what, I don't know if he's still alive. For being honest, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, tough play, but dude, you had no obstacles in front of you. You had no one, no one. I mean, uh, other than like, like reaching the wall. after you. Yeah, that was, but that was a no catchable one. ball. There's no Catch one in front of you, like 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 obstructing your view. You had clear clear line of sight. Balls coming at right. you. Right. Yeah, that's one of the easier ball. If you put it like that versus the Yankee Stadium number sixty, I'll yeah. take that all day because you don't have to wrestle sixty five people and come out of the scrum at the bottom. Like this guy and had it kind of served ass. up to him on a silver platter. Here's you the bet other your thing. Ass, I'm gonna fall over to catch that ball. I will fall over the fence to catch that ball. If yeah, sure. But like also, you got to think about how. <laughs> It's, yeah, I mean, it was probably it was coming in at that point, maybe 80 miles an hour with tail, like over reaching over a wall. Like everyone says they would have had it, but come on. So my next question is, is do you think that like, let's say you're him. I, I personally would have jumped over. I don't know how far the drop is, but um, I mean, that wouldn't have made a difference. You would have just missed it. And then the idiot that broke his leg in the bullpen. Do you think it's? I don't know how far the drop is, but if the drop the is the odds uh, of you, let's call the odds it 10 of him feet. reaching over and catching the ball versus tumbling over the wall. It no, I, I, no, I meant like I would drop, it. I would drop down, I would try to dismount myself and go grab the ball. That's a million dollar ball. You'd You're going to jump that, into the bullpen like 15 feet to try yeah, to grab the ball from. I think, the, I, I, think I am from from the Blue Jays pitcher who already has it in his if hand. If I don't catch it, I'm not going to jump down. But I will, I will, I will go over. And it's a million dollars. Being to cash the ball, I'll make it look it, like an it accident. It just would not have going over and the wall. I, would not and have. And if made I fall over, it. if I fall over and I and I break my leg, then then like first of all, been so there. be it. Second, second oh, of all, for sure that's worth it. But he wouldn't have caught it if he dove over the wall. Yeah, it would have helped him. But I'm saying I, I I'd be willing to do it. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, so I'm sure he would have too. But it didn't. That wasn't. So I guess my next question doesn't really apply to you then, Damon, because I said, would you do it if you if you guarantee that the ball is worth a million dollars, but you broke both of your legs. Would you do it? You already uh, said you'd do it for I free. I would do it twice. <laughs> you said yes. you'd do it for free. Yes, I would. <laughs> I would too. I would do it for way less too. I think I would do that for like 50 grand. So I, I'm net. I'm with the hospital bills. I'm probably netting like zero. I, don't know, I, got, I got insurance. I don't know. Yeah, I got, I got my, how much does the ball cost? That's what you're yeah. netting. Um, 
now, well, my next question on that is, so since nobody caught ball number 61 and it's out of circulation, he obviously gave it to his mom. Do you think that ball number 62 is now worth more than it would have been before? Obviously, before it's going to be worth a lot regardless. Do you think it, the price is higher than it would have been had somebody else caught? Like had 61 been in circulation, made it to auction or something like that, do you think that 62 is worth more now because it's not? Mm, no, I think it's I the same. I don't think so. I feel like it's kind of the same. Maybe, but I don't, I don't really think so. I think it's the same. I mean, I think it's worth there's more. There's a very real possibility that 62 lands in the bullpen or Monument Park at Yankee Stadium. And who gets if, he, if he hits it against the Orioles, and then I, I don't no, really re- know what the bullpen situation is at Globe Life, but then he keeps it. I, there's a here's very the... real possibility that nobody gets 62 either. And then what happens? Is 63 cost more? No. But then it's no. Be, then then there were no nothing. Can you imagine he hit it? Obviously, this, this is not going to happen. But I'm just saying, in an alternate universe, can you imagine he hit it in San Francisco into the water? McCovey Cove like, and, and like how many people would be jumping in the water to get that? Yeah, and then what's his name? And uh, in who's the guy in the, the boat? McCovey the Dave, kayak, Dave, kayak yeah, Dave McCovey. gets it. McCovey Dave gets it. That'd be sweet. It's a, it's a good thing that the Orioles series is at home because how terrible would it be? Because they move their fence back like crazy far. Imagine you yeah. hit one like 380 to left and it just didn't get out in at or, uh, Camden Yards. That would be just brutal. Yeah, and then I, one one last thing I wanted to point out on the judge stuff is that just like, and this isn't new, it's just the way that he handles himself, but just the way that he t- he, he talks about other people before himself, and like, I'm not sure if you saw the, the post-game presser with him and just talking about it, and he was just like mentioning, you know, the fact that his, he's named with the guys like Mantle and Maris and greats in Yankees history, like he, he'll never talk about himself, or rarely if that, and, and it's just it's just cool, it's like, it, it, this guy is quite literally the best Yankee. He, he'll go down in history, even if he doesn't resign as being one of the best Yankees in history, just the way he handles himself, albeit if he's not a captain or not, if yeah. he is a captain or not, like it's just, it's, it's going to be, it, we cannot, like there's no box. He doesn't check. He has to be a Yankee. Like he, I, I, I'm very confident we retain him after just the way he's handled this whole season bet on himself and rightfully so he bet, I don't know a better bet on yourself or better bet in general than Aaron judge did. This yeah. is a horrible question to ask. <laughs> go, for go, go, go for it. <laughs> Say we get him back on a blank check. I, I think it's going to be a shit ton of money because if the Mets, especially uh, it's a good lose guess. to Grom, they're going to throw him anything and we're going to have to match it. And he has, all the leverage in the world for a huge contract, right? And think back to preseason, what we were talking about in the sort of we were we were saying do whatever it takes then, but if we didn't know this was coming. If we bring him back for some astronomical contract, if he doesn't play well after that, how quick are Yankees fans to turn on him? Not quick at all. I, I, think, I think the way he handles himself, they're he like he's such a likable person, and that's just like the that's what he's built for himself. I, I I think it's not like a Stanton thing. Like let's say Stanton had this season and then we gave him a boatload of money, which he is earning. And like, he's a lot quicker to turn around and he's, he's a different player than Stanton on and off the field. And for that reason, I can, I'm not saying that they won't because at some point, let's say he just shits the bed. And obviously let's, let's call it this. If he had the season that Stanton had this year injured for most of it ends up batting 200 
the last 42 games, he's been batting 149 with a 57 WRC plus, like all that. I still don't think that Yankees fans would boo him because they aren't even booing Stanton right now. And Stanton, so you don't think there's really any situation where no, I don't think so. He get gets booed within the first year of a new contract, no matter. No, because much. I also I mean, don't. I don't see him. I don't see it being a possible scenario that he is bad enough because there is a situation where he gets booed. It's if he bets fucking like a hundred for the like that won't happen. So I I don't see like yes Murph if he bets a hundred and he plays the whole year or half the year and gets hurt like I. I still don't see it or at least i'm not i'm maybe i'm giving yankees fans more credit because there are some that are shitty but like i wouldn't if that's your question but i could see no i wouldn't either i just I, that's what i would hate to see is that you know and then unless, you could, unless he you plays could throw like injuries hicks, in there too like then I'll, i will not boo him i've only booed one player in my entire life and it was aaron hicks, yeah but aaron hicks so. never hit fucking 61 home runs and no, got a triple crown like that I mean, that's no, what but I'm aaron saying. hicks also never got paid 50 million dollars a year and that, it, not that it's going to actually be fifty million, probably it could maybe. Who, who the hell you know, knows? Murph, you're right, Murph. You're right. It was a stupid question. No, it's <laughs> no, it, it, a stupid question. I'm saying it was it was a bad question because I didn't want. I didn't even. I don't like. I don't know. I just. I would hate to see that happen. And I just like. I also think that if he gets re-signed, he's named captain for sure. Has to. Be. I mean, I don't know what more be. he has to do to be captain. I don't, and like There's he needs to sign a contract. That's the only. That's that's what he has. They to They need do. to guarantee that he's there. Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. I I, I can't see him being booed. I, I I I. This is what I hate to say. I feel like there is a circumstance where he could theoretically do bad enough to get booed within the first year of a big contract, even after the season. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right. I just think that there's no way he like playing at the level he's playing at defensively, offensively, all that for power contact, everything. And the way he speaks off, off the field, like there's just, that would be the biggest catastrophic drop off in talent I've ever seen in the history of sports. Like that's, it just won't happen. He's he's well. There could be he's in his prime now. Like yeah, injuries. But I I, th- I don't think injuries would warrant him being booed. Well, like the nagging one. Like I don't think Stanton's fully healthy, and I think that's pl- pr- part of the reason that he's not playing well right now. Like that that's something I don't know. Granted, also it, the narrative. The narrative too much. No, but the narrative can change. But. This is the last thing I'll say. The narrative can change and will change slightly because he's no longer the homegrown poster child. He still is, but you add the amount of money now we paid for him because we haven't paid much for him recently. And I think that's leads to the lore in of judge and the love for him is that he's really not making much and he's given you all this. So 20 million and now he is, but like for more than accounted for, we're now still, he is. We're gonna, for his career, we him, we're paying for this year. Yes. Retroactively. I know. I know. I'm just saying, I think that's, he never really was the Sten like, or the Cole, like, Oh, we're paying this much per strikeout. And that's why people get angry. It's like, we never not really yet. paid much for him. So, uh, so the Yankees clinched the division against the the Blue Jays the other night, um, and upon celebration of acting manager Rizzo's first win, Nestor Cortez gets beer poured down his pants. So yes, I wanted to open this up as a uh, just just and open the investigation because obviously all we saw, and if you've seen the clip, if you haven't seen the clip, go check out our our Instagram. We posted uh, the celebration, and <laughs> all it was was somebody open. Nestor's pants and, and poured some bud bud heavy down his pants, and um, love the drinking bud heavy. Uh, kind of upsetting for you, Damon. Right? They wasted some Why? good bud heavy. Nah, it's good. It's a good way to waste it. Not gonna lie. 
<laughs> okay, so Damon Damon clearly would be Damon is is one of the potential suspects. Mark that down for the investigation. Oh, I would do it. Yeah, I would do it. Hundred percent. So who do you think it was? Let's go one by one. Damon, you get I first guess. Think, I think it was. I'm gonna pull the video up. Trevino. You think it was Trevino? Yeah. Uh, Trevino just, or Glaber. I just saw the video again, and now I'm changing my mind on who it was because I think he's. It's got to be somebody that's that's close with Nestor, right? Because it's really so weird I was if you're not say close Rizzo. with Nestor. I was gonna say Anthony Rizzo, but then it looks like Rizzo's to the right of him, so I don't think it was Rizzo. Rizzo is to the um, right of him. Yeah, no, Rizzo is to the right of him. Sleeper pick. Jamo. Jamo's on our side too, I think. Oh, it was he? I didn't see oh, Jamo. It could have been a pitcher. It could have been I a pitcher. Yeah. I think it might be Garrett Cole. Garrett Dude, Cole's a clown. Dude's a weirdo. I can see that. He seems Garrett Cole is kind of a weirdo. Which, which yeah, I feel like he's he's super serious all the time, and this is like his way of just like trying to be fun with the friends, and he like took it a little too far. And it's like, it's like, like, his first time having fun. Yeah, it's his first time Someone having fun. Someone text Chandler and see what he thinks also while we're talking about this, because I want to see who... Who he thinks it was, but sneaky pick also. It's Garakol. What if it was just like Matt Blake? Wow, that would be funny. <laughs> like we're th- we're all thinking players. I I don't think it's Matt Blake. No, this guy. I don't know. He's got goggles on. Is Matt Blake in the in the in the celebration area with the goggles on? I don't know. Nestor seems to like it. Honestly, it just <laughs> it's a little weird. What do you mean he seems like? You can't even see his face. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I'm just making that up. And it's not Sen. Sen, Sen is in this video. I wish we had yeah, an extended Stan, cut. Stan, Judge, and Rizzo are out. Domingo is he's out. Oh, Domingo, yeah, he's in the video. Who's well. the other one in there next to Domingo? The arm is really is a, a light tone skin tone. I think it's a, a white male. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> Suspect is a white male, roughly six <laughs> two. Yeah. I'm telling you right <laughs> now. This, this isn't Rizzo? helpful. This isn't helpful. But he is taller than Nestor. Most people are, but he's definitely a head taller. You could see like a a little bit of him. If Rizzo didn't have an alibi, I would bet my life savings. <laughs> yeah, Rizzo. no, I would too. Uh, and for what it's worth, he did it with his right hand. Is he a righty? I think so. Could it be Higgy? I think a lefty would have done it with Ooh. their left hand. It could be Higgy. Higgy? Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm still. I'm going to stick with my JMO claim. No, I think I it's cool. Actually- I feel like it's got to be a pitcher. I feel like there's yeah, enough of a pitcher. line between pitchers yeah. and position players where a position player might not be on that comfort level with Nestor. Chapman said Zach Britton. I, I don't think that's the answer. Here's left the thing, hand. too. Uh, no sleeves on, no tattoos. I don't know. I think we can, we can, we can, hey, we can end this here, but I think uh, shoot us a DM if you, if you think you know who the, uh, the culprit is here because the investigation is underway. Um, I, think, I think it's Garrett Cole, though. Um, want to talk about Rizzo being acting manager for a second? Because he was like, he was a low key. And Glaber, don't give, don't forget Glaber. Glaber too. But Rizzo had the whole, Rizzo had the watch. He was, he was doing the whole, he had the Boone outfit on. I thought it was so funny. And he tried the, to take Boone's seat on the bus. Did he? Boone watch sits in the same spot every bus on the way to the stadium. And uh, I guess uh, Rizzo tried to sit in his seat, but it didn't fly. <laughs> I just thought he, like, he wasn't really even like joking around. He like kept a straight face on the entire time. He was looking at the lineup card. Like, Do we think he's a future manager? That's what my next question was. Do you think he was taking it seriously because of that? Or do you think it was just that was part of the fun is that? I don't know. But I wish Rizzo was a career Yankee so bad. Like I know I, I live Rella, next you to can him. Tell us I got, that I got bagels with him. Bagel shop in a second, but like I, I, that thought. <laughs> um, 
I, I wanted no, to like, so bad. And I, did. I, I, he's I, as the locker room guys guy. He's the ultimate locker room guy. He and Judge and the I mean, best friends. If so. I'm ranking people on the Yankees to run into at the bagel shop, I think I'm going to be honest. I think Judge. I think Rizzo is on top of Judge on this one. I think. I think. Yeah, I'd rather meet Rizzo than yeah. Judge. And I, I will say this too. I'm upset. And I didn't really tell this story on the podcast, so I'll, I'll open this can of worms again, of course, because it's fun. This is one of the better moments of my life recently. <laughs> it's kind of sad to say, but it was kind of fun. But uh, so they they called his name. So they called out Anthony, and then he went in, and then they called my name while he was on the way out. So in the doorway, because you wait to get your bagel on the, outside the shop. So in the doorway, me and him walked by, like right next to each other, and I I croaked that I didn't say anything. I should have said, Hey, nice shot last night. Cause that was the, the, the day, the morning after he hit the home run against the Red Sox. So, but yeah, I think t- top, top three people in the world to run into at the bagel shop. I think, I think Nestor's up there too. Yeah. And I think along those lines, I think Nestor and him are two people that are not as recognizable you know what I mean? Like you know how Nestor's pretty recognizable. No, Nestor is now, but like before. Actually, that's not true because he did take the subway. That's what I mean. Like he took the subway for a while, along with like Chad Green would take the subway because he's such a default looking person. Like he is. I don't know. I think Rizzo and Rizzo hasn't had that been in Chicago. I think Rizzo would have been noticed in a second. But in Dude, in nah, New York, yeah. being here for two years, I don't think. Like I, I'm not telling you, I don't think I know. Like I'm the only one. Me and my friends were the only ones who really noticed. Some of them did, like the owner of the the, the shop, well, this old nice guy. He was just like, "Hey, did you did you get a picture with him or something?" I was like, "Nah, I didn't get a picture with him because I didn't want to I didn't want to bother him." But um, if that happens in Chicago, Rizzo gets tackled. So that's my question too. Like, do, do you think he doesn't do stuff like that, or players like I'm, Judge isn't doing that? No. Judge Judge would get mobbed anywhere he goes because he's yeah, also judge. the mo- he's also just six foot seven, two eighty. Honestly. But here's the thing too. A lot of people in New York City aren't really like the huge baseball fans. There's a lot of people here that don't give a fuck. And like, I think it was what I was trying to say was when we were standing outside. And this is the last thing I'll say about it. We were standing outside, is and he like, no one was really going up to him. There's a few kids that took pictures with him, but like, there was all these people that looked like like you know theater people and like don't really care about baseball like that type of thing. Like that's you get the artsy people in New York City. So I, I don't know. I don't think he gets mobbed as as much as you'd think. Definitely a frequent at uh, Milano Market there, Damon. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just something that I wanted to say about about just clinching the division. I know we've been down on this team at times, and it seems like people on, on social media think that we hate this team because of the playoff prediction that we posted. But uh, just something I wanted to point out is throughout all the ups and downs, they still won the division by it's nine and a half games at this point, but around 10 games when it's all said and done, hopefully. Um and that's not something you could have guessed if we went to the season preseason, you know, we were assuming that this team would, the, the teams in the division, they at least were just going to kick the shit out of each other. And we assumed that it, it would be, if we did win the division, we, none of us really picked them to win the division too. We thought the blue Jays were America's team coming in. So they're America's sweetheart at the time. And, you know, it's a tough division. Everybody was going to beat the shit out of each other. You know, the Red Sox were supposed to be better, but I think that's counteracted with how, uh, much better the the Orioles were so I think all th- like top to bottom this division is still finished out to be the best in baseball I think and mm. w- with all that being said top to bottom they are and just because you're playing each team 19 times for the last time in baseball history they're changing that so you might have to change the record books um I mean yeah the Red Sox <laughs> are the, 
best worst team in any division, but I mean, there are stronger divisions. I thought it was going to be a dog fight between the top four teams. I didn't think that Orioles were going to be what they were going to be, but I, I just want to go ahead and say like, I have no less confidence in the Yankees going forward than I did at the beginning of the year. And then I did when they were on this huge win streak. I think that the only reason we picked the Astros is because of how good they are. And like, yeah, I, I don't think that, you know, preseason, I think it would have looked the same way. I mean, I think the Yankees have as good of a shot on September 29th as they did on, you know, July 15th or whatever the peak was. And when they're, you know, whatever the Astros look really, really good. And they've had our number and in unbiased rankings, I think most people in baseball would pick the Astros theoretically, but that doesn't mean that the Yankees can't turn the table. Yeah. And they're playing very good baseball right now. And they've, they're ending ending on a high note this season. They have the whole, I mean, if you're, if you want to talk about a world series tape, I mean, this is a pretty good one. I think the whole, you know, they were the best team in baseball. They were going to break the wins record and the wheels fell off a little bit. Judge won potentially won triple crown and broke the home run record in the American league. Like all that stuff. I mean, that's, that's some pretty good, pretty good stuff. I mean, I, I, that, that's a tape that I'd watch. And I do think that they have a chance. They absolutely do. And, uh, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more confident for sure. Now that I now versus, you know, even three weeks ago. So I just wanted to point that out is that even like ahead of this season, we were doing the, the preseason prediction episode. We did not, we would, we would, I think we'd all be happy to say, is happy to see us winning the division by 10 games. Like that'd be awesome. Obviously that doesn't tell the full story because it, it looks like a, or it looks a little bit more of like a, a collapse than it is on paper because of where we were and where we are and then where we went and now where we are. But all in all, I'm, I'm very happy with it. With the amount of games we won by obviously, but just yeah, want to point that out. And they haven't lost the division lead since like April, like, 25th i think which is like a day or two after the season started <laughs> they held it they it held the lead for the entire yeah which ha- doesn't really ha- that hasn't happened in the alias in a while so that's usually a dog fight between recently the the rays and the blue jays and all that so anyhow one other conversation i wanted to have which is obviously relevant to the, the postseason and right away in the postseason because he's pitching game one is that garrett cole let me stop you there okay is this the last <laughs> thing is this the last thing we're talking about before rounding third uh one and a half things cool we're gonna get into rounding third and here's my rounding third okay (laughs) only because it directly relates to this conversation that we're gonna have it's fair i i know what you were gonna you were gonna talk about garrett cole and how he had five scoreless or five perfect innings and then imploded and my rounding third is that i'm more worried about garrett cole than anybody else on this roster going into the postseason so you're the per, the person on this roster you're most worried about is Garrett Cole. Yeah, on either side of the ball, because I know we're also going to talk about how Stanton's struggling. I think that was the half that you were going to talk that about. So I half. think we're gonna we're gonna hit both of those and get right into rounding third. That's yeah, part it's, of that. It's a professional segue there, Murph. Give us your case. You're oh, welcome. Boy. Well, no, so like Stanton, I think A is playing injured and B has been there before. So if it's an injury thing, hopefully they can give him a few days off before the end of the season, give him some rest and he'll figure it out. And if it's not an injury thing, I think that he can write the ship on his own when it comes to playoff time. He's been one of our best playoff performers in the last few years. I think he's going to show up in the playoffs. Cole also shows up in the playoffs, definitely. But the thing that worries me 
is like I'm sure we were going to mention, once he hits, what's the word I'm like, adversity, he seems to fall apart. And you're not going to get through any playoff series, any playoff game without some kind of adversity, some kind of jam, some kind of a bad call, some kind of a walk, some kind of a non-executed pitch. And I feel like Garrett Cole previously hasn't really struggled with that and the implosions in the way that we're talking about where once things don't go in his way, it seems like he's blowing up. And I hope that he is enough of a veteran to write that ship in time for playoffs, but I worry about it because it seems like this whole season, once he hits adversity, that's when the wheels come off and you're going to hit that in the postseason and you can't afford those kinds of implosions in the postseason. So that's what makes me yeah. more worried about that. Yeah, I mean, Garrett Cole, they mentioned, is going to be the game one starter. And here's the he thing. Sh- as he should be. As he should be. And here's the thing. like He's going to face adversity. It's the playoffs. It's There is not a clean – or there are very few clean outings in the playoffs. Like, look at Seve. Seve's had great years, and the years that he had great years, he went two-thirds of an inning and gets yanked. Like, he's going to face some adversity, and more often than not for him – he faces early adversity in the first inning, giving up home runs. He's given up more home runs than anybody in the majors this year. It's crazy. While also striking out the most people, and we didn't mention this, but he tied, uh, what's his fucking name? He tied the all-time Yankee striker strikeout record by Ron Guidry. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. I don't mean to shit on Ron Guidry. I remember you, Ron Guidry. I just said I blanked. But, I mean, he's going to face adversity. He's going to give up a home run. He's going to face the best hitters in baseball. And that's the most concerning thing, and I'm with you, Murph, and I'll call you safe in terms of the rounding third here just to bring the, the, the segment home because once he faces his adversity, and, and honestly, it, it may lead to a change. Like I know people were talking about after he, like, he started to struggle in the fifth inning or sixth inning, like potentially pulling him because of the way he's been handling adversity, but like obviously they're not going to do that with a perfect game, but he had a perfect game, and the, fr- the thing that broke it was a home run. And then it just wheels fell off. He gives up three runs. He balks. Like, the balk was the biggest thing to that me. Was bad. The balk is the biggest thing to me because that shows how much of a mental midget he is. Because he's just, like, he's out of it. He's out of it mentally. And he's and how do you go from being so locked in that you don't give up a hit or a walk for five straight innings? That's not nothing. And then you balk and you give up a home run, a hit, three runs. And then not only three runs, like, you... The game's tied now. It was three nothing. You now you don't even have a win. You how do you go from having five perfect innings to not even potentially walking away with a win? It's just that that type of stuff is what bothers me, and, and that's why if he's leading off a series for you and he faces any adversity at all, you like you might honestly have to throw like Tyone to piggyback him on that day. Like that you might have to just like circle Tyone or Domingo, whoever you want to be the, just the cleanup guy when he inevitably gets shells yeah. in like the fifth inning he might go four or five strong and he's a great playoff pitcher but if if there's any ounce of adversity i'm not confident but in. how do you handle that because you're what are you gonna it's gonna make I don't it know. so much worse if you pull him the second he gets into trouble no you're, you're not and they're not going to do too. that they're not going to do that right. but me and you sitting on the couch you'll be like oof when he hits when he gives a one home run it's gonna be like okay how do you handle this and he i feel like he used to he was he, a workhorse. He, he never got had this problem. I don't understand. I know he used I, when when he gave up that home run, he would in the early innings, even on early on the Yankees, like his first year, but definitely on the Astros, it's like it almost pissed him off more when he got like somebody got yeah. him. Like you yeah. and it gets you better. Know, you and woke then he the tightens bear. up. You woke the bear, yeah. you poked the bear, like all that stuff. And that's just 
he's just completely unraveling, and I don't understand why, and it's going to be and a it, problem. Yeah, it's not like he's never been giving up home runs before. I know he's, like, doing it a, a much bigger clip this year than normal, but he's always been that power strikeout pitcher, and if you barrel him up, you're going to barrel him up, and that's just the way he pitched, and it was effective, and I don't know what the difference is this year. I don't know if he's not executing pitches the way that he is accustomed to, and that's what it, that if there's some sort of deeper thing. Like, I don't think it's as simple as he can't recover from a walk or a home run. I think it's more – pitch to pitch he's not finding what he what he's looking for and that's what's kind of getting to him i think he's also but, second guessing his pitches too and well yeah that's what the balk came from he didn't like the pitch and, and he and he didn't know he was going to try to make a move out of it but it was too late that's what it looked like to me anyway i don't know but it's yeah. something and it, it's just it's something he's got to figure out before the playoffs because he's a top three playoff pitcher in major league baseball when he's on and we yeah. need him and also looking at the people on this roster, if if like that's when you compare like Stanton, yes, I think, and I think Stanton will be fine, and he will turn it on in the playoffs because he just does that. Um, I think if you're gonna pick anybody, if you circle them, like as a Yankee fan, who do you think we need to have on in the playoffs more in terms of value to this team? And like, I think Cole is higher than Stanton in that respect because we can put up runs elsewhere, Definitely. and you know if he if he does that, if he blows up and it, like. You can only score so many runs against the good pitching that you'll face in the playoffs. I think it's more so like just making sure we clean up the damage. And if he gives up a home run, it's not a big deal. Like it'll happen. There's, you're going against the best, like Jordan Alvarez, who's currently hurt, but like guys like that in the playoffs, the best hitters in baseball. It's gonna happen. It's just how do you deal with it? Is is what makes a good playoff pitcher or a good pitcher yeah. in general. So hopefully That's he can. I'm gonna call you safe too, Murph, because I think he is like he's probably the most important piece that hasn't come together yet for the playoffs and we we 1000 percent need him to come through like there's there's absolutely no doubt about that and if he doesn't that's why I, uh, yeah if good he thing reflect, is that's why you're the, safe the silver lining and the, and the positive spin i'll put on this before we move on is that the stuff is there he threw five scoreless against one of the five better perfect. teams that are going to be in this playoff back bracket and he can do it, and we know that, and he knows that. So, hopefully, right, it's just the a Blue mental Jays quirk, too. right? Hopefully, it's a mental quirk that he figures out, and at least you know if he was dropping velo or spinning in sliders, like you know if there was some mechanical problem, I'd be a little bit more concerned than I am. But or like walking a bunch of people, or which he did yeah. walk some people. But yeah, but after. Yeah, you know, after <laughs> after it's, the it's after the incident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so I guess that kind of covered the Stanton stuff, but like, so I, I'm not as worried about Stanton, but it's worth addressing that last 42 games. Is that a big sample size, Murph? Yeah. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to say, whenever I bring up a point about somebody's stats, before you even read the stats to you or tell you the player, so you have you can have no bias at all, I'm just going to say, hey, is 15 games a big sample size? You'll say, no, probably not. 42 is so in the last 42 games 149 batting average 242 on base 296 slugging for a 539 ops and a 57 wrc plus of the last 42 games that ain't good one kick-ass grand slam one kick-ass grand slam so on a i thought that was gonna get him going that's why i mentioned it It yeah hasn't on a scale of one to to ten how worried are you about mr stanton Seven three. It's pretty worried. Lower. I was gonna say like a five two. 
I, I, think, I, mean, I think he's. So like where he's are you at with Cole then? Because you were more worried about oh, Cole. Yeah, I'm probably at like I'm still below an eight with Cole. Like I think they, I think they could, but higher than Stanton. I maybe seven, eight, seven, nine. I don't know. But yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that Stanton is a worry because, like you said, large sample size, and he's not really hitting anything. And I mean, is correct me if I'm wrong, but you just said his OBP is under 300. So, and his over, under 300. over the last 42, he's got a 242 right. on base. So, I mean, like, that's bad enough where I'm worried. But I think he can still right the ship, and hopefully he catches fire and busts right out of it when playoffs start. But yeah. I'm the reason that my concern is so high is because I think it is injury-related. I don't think he's fully healthy. And well, if yeah, you go he's... into the playoffs and he's still not fully healthy, then he's – going to continue to struggle so that's that's where that's where i get seven instead of five if i was if i knew he was healthy then i'd give it a four or five but i don't think he's healthy right and uh i mean yeah lucky for him he's going to be dh'ing uh but he's currently dh'ing and he's doing this so injuries do matter when you're dh but anywho you want to get into the other rounding thirds that we got from the you the listeners we asked for them on social media let's see what we got usually we get some good ones so damon you want to start us off i know you're yep. looking at them Got a few. Um, one of them was I'd rather beat the Astros in the ALCS than win the World Series, which is <laughs> an insane uh, hot take. But <laughs> what do you think? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, no, I think I, really? I mean, the answer is no. I would not rather beat the Astros than win the World Series. But I would like to beat the Astros. What are you saying, really? For do you? What do you? What would you prefer? Win the World Series. You fucking yeah. That's me? what I was saying. But I, oh. I was giving thought to the Astros thing because it it is not. It's not close, but it is large. Like I would like to beat the Astros. Yeah, me too. It's more um, maybe um, Yankees beat the Astros in the ALCS. Donaldson ALCS MVP. Book it. No, but. We talked about that though, like a couple months ago, like how Donaldson could be an, like a, a Donaldson could a be an X factor, but Loki X factor, not recently. Well, no, but. we we said because you know if Donaldson starts playing well, that's an area that has been, and he has been playing well recently. That's an area of the lineup that is a hole. So if that is no longer a hole, then yeah, we'll beat the Astros no problem. And if he's producing like that, like he he can, this could happen, but like he could yeah. totally be that guy and he could he's done it before he's won mvp there's no reason why he can't but i don't know i i just don't i i think i think carpenter is going to be that guy <laughs> i think he's going to yeah. be my my lcs mvp a lot of uh astros hate in here so a lot of repetitive just fuck the astros we're going to beat them which is great love that i think the last one here that is uh worth talking about is tyone's going to pitch at cy young caliber this postseason I hope so. I, he did pitch well last time. Didn't he go complete game? Really, yeah, he pitched very well. I don't know if it was a complete game, but he pitched very well. It was very, close, very well. and he pitched very, very well. He got the belt after the game. Um, I, I mean, if yeah. again, he, he's similar to to Donaldson in my mind, that if, he's, if he's, he's an area that if we can have him step up in that spot, then he'd be like Donaldson is in, in his own spot. You know, if, if, if a guy like that, it just shows how much depth we have if they are, if they're right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Another one that I saw was if the Yanks play Seattle, the season's over. Uh, we were talking about this in the playoff preview episode. Um, I don't think Seattle – I mean, Seattle's obviously not 
a cakewalk, and it can totally they can totally end our season too. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the playoffs this year, uh, and I and I I hope it ends up. Like I, I'd rather face the Guardians than face the Astros in the first round. Hundred percent. The Guardians are good too, but neither of them are gonna a cakewalk. But I I think we could beat both of them. But it's not gonna be. Oh, a, a, like a cakewalk, like it was in recent years against the Twins, or yeah, Athletics and shit like that. Yeah, we got it. We got a tough. We have like I mentioned this before. I think we have one of the toughest routes, and I think it would have been tougher had we been on the other side of the bracket against the like the first round being against either the Rays or the 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 Blue Jays. I don't know. You can make the argument that the Mariners are are tougher out than the Blue Jays, but not really, though. The Blue Jays are a better team, but, you know, we even if we move on past, past them, we'd have to face the Astros, and then we'd have to face the winner there, of the there's NL, There's a lot of teams be... that have very similar... There, they have, a lot of teams have very similar, like, strengths and very similar, like, caliber of teams. So, like, it's... I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, none of the teams are going to be a cakewalk. I mean, Astros are obviously the toughest opponent, but... I mean, um, we would. It would have to be the Astros, then potentially the Dodgers, Mets, or Braves, and yeah. I, either one of those three teams are obviously really good, and they'd be good enough to make the World Series. So yeah. it's going to be tough either way. Um, but excited to confirm that we are going to have a bye in the first round, and we will be going against the winner of the uh, wild card round. So, anywho, I think that'll do it for us. I think it's time to sign off, and uh, yeah, go Yankees. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.